I saw. I'm not sure what I saw. An apparition of some sort. Everybody, welcome to episode 188 of the Art Jacob Do America podcast. I'm your host, in the place to be, Mr. Jacob P. And standing, not really standing, but sitting to my digital left is the brown recluse, Mr. Art Trail. Art, say hello to the millions. And millions. What's up, y'all? <laughs> We're like really separate from each other right now. Just, I don't know, just safe. It's COVID times. Let's be safe. COVID media um, is running wild, brothers. That's so true. People say that and stuff. <laughs> um, you know who else is running wild? is Caveman Coffee. Guys, go to cavemancoffee.com. Check out their entire inventory of coffee beans, hibiscus tea. Um, we had Yudera on last episode. She was like, hibiscus tea is really good for lowering your blood pressure. So there you go. The more you know. Um, so make sure you guys are checking it all out. They got sweatpants. They got hoodies. They got hats. They got everything you will ever need to survive um, and if you type in America at checkout you receive 15% off that 15% goes to helping the podcast grow and if you can tag us tag them during your coffee breaks or whenever you're drinking your coffee or wearing your hat or brewing your coffee or whatever it is you're doing uh, tag us tag them it shows that you're listening it helps um, helps us support each other yes that's all I got. Quality content every single week. So speaking of sponsors, guys, make sure you check out our other sponsors, guys. The great, the powerful, the flavorful. Oh, you can take a hot sauce. Guys, the kings of flavor since 1968. 50 plus years of fucking Flavortown, guys. You want to make sure you pick up these bottles wherever they sell food and if they do not sell it you can take over wherever you're at maybe you're living in nova scotia maybe you're maybe you're living in the north pole with you know frosty the snowman and rudolph the red-nosed reindeer maybe they just don't ship oh you can take out there but good news guys 
you can go to shoplucateco.com and pick yourself up a bottle or two bottles or three bottles or four or five. I believe they have seven different flavors right in front of me. I have uh, three different flavors to choose from. But guys, you can go there and get yourself a bottle of El Yucateco hot sauce. And just like Caveman Coffee, they have shirts like you can see right here to my left right here. Uh, they also have hats. They have sunglasses. They even have plaid shirts, like stylish plaid shirts that you can get from like the mall or whatnot. But these are El Yucateco plaid shirts and they look dope as fuck. Like you look like a like an early 90s, early 90s gangster rapper, if you will. You look like Snoop Dogg from Gin and Juice. You throw on some Lokes on that and you can complete the look with some El Yucateco hot sauce. But guys, use promo code DOAMERICA and you'll save yourself 10% off of whether you're buying you know, uh, you know, El Yucateco hot sauce, you know, if you're buying some Lokes, if you're buying a beanie or whatever you're buying from shopelucateco.com, you'll save yourself 10% off. But with that said, Art, we want to go ahead and jump into the day's topic. Yeah, guys. Um, so this episode, um, I won't say it's been a long time coming because it's not like a huge thing that a lot of people talk about, but we haven't co- covered a cryptid, a cryptid in a while. I think the last time we covered it, was when we did like lake monsters, like back in like July or something. Oh yeah, or like water monsters or something. So it's been a while. We haven't done anything like this, and like the last I thought time this COVID was... spiked. <laughs> yeah, last every time COVID spikes, that's when we'll do a cryptid. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, because we weren't in the same room either. We were like doing some experimental shit with like PowerPoint and stuff for like uh-huh. pop up weird shit and stuff. So um, yeah. So this time we want to cover Spring Hill Jack. Now, Spring Hill Jack, I, I would put Spring Hill Jack in the same world of like maybe the Mothman, where it's like it's a humanoid ish. And we'll get into like what we think. And that's another thing that I liked about this topic that it's like, yeah, here's a topic, but it also gives us a point of like discussion to like what we individually think and like let us let us spit our mind. There you go. But, um, but yeah, essentially, some people even online have described Spring Hill Jack as an entity, which whatever you want to describe it as. I, I, I don't even know like how I feel sometimes about it where I'm like, this is and some people this think is it's the devil himself. You know, yeah. you know, like I, I believe like one of the theories is, is like this is like during occult times. Like this was like I, even pre Alistair Crowley, you know, like when witches like gathered around cauldrons and druids came out of the woods and sacrificed, you know, virgins and, you know, witches, you know, ran in the forest naked and shit. Like this was around like, you know, prime occult times and shit. And people even think that like Spring Hill Jack was actually like a demon or the devil himself that was summoned due to, you know, uh, you know, an occult practice happening like in some of the Wilkinshire forests of like London and shit. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the things, and right off the bat, I think it's important to talk about the time period that we're we're in, because we're in Victorian times, which is already my mind goes to like that Smashing Pumpkins video, that Zero video. <laughs> yeah, like that's what I imagine when we talk about Victorian times. <laughs> Smashing Pumpkins were playing, and everyone was like, kind of like in like makeup and like that like old school British makeup. Yeah, they had with like, like little like Madonna moles and shit. Like yeah. yeah, and like big wigs and stuff, and like oh. everyone was rich. <laughs> no one yeah. yeah. So that's automatically where my mind goes during this like Victorian era. Just watch Smashing Pumpkins and then come back to us. Yeah. But um um me and Jacob were just talking like right before we started recording, right before we hit play. But even before Spring Hill Jack became a thing, 
the thing that a lot of people would bring about bring up during this Victorian time period, if we're going to talk about like spooky, creepy crawlers or whatever, things that go bump in the night, people talk about the Hammerschmidt ghost a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And the Hammerschmidt ghost, this isn't an episode about the Hammerschmidt ghost, so I'll just give you guys some cliff notes. Essentially, people were seeing ghosts wandering the streets. Um, And a lot of times they look like your traditional ghosts where it was like literally a cloak, (laughs) like walking the streets. So much so that like laws were changed because there was eventually someone that was shot dead for dressing up as a ghost. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, this was the time period. Like, like, do you remember when we were having those like Wasco clowns or whatever? Yeah. Like clown sightings were everywhere. Like this still goes on today. Like the element of trying to scare strangers still goes on today. But I think at this time period, like before then, like you don't know that shit. You don't have people on the internet like speculating all day. All you know is you saw a fucking, fucking ghosts like walking the streets. Yeah, and you don't have like the radio. You don't have TV. You don't have the internet. You don't have Infowars. You don't have Alex Jones. You don't have you don't have any of these things right now. So like all you know, like you know, during this these Victorian times, is what your mom and dad taught you. And more times than not, like you're dealing with like people like that didn't even have like a third grade education at all. So like all they know is like waking up in the morning, turning the butter, or you know, working you know at the new industrial plant like down the street. Because I believe this is like during the industrial revolution and shit. So all you know is like work you know religion and like you know family shit you know like so like your your education level is very limited like so you're very to me like you're very susceptible to like you know anything that's out there you know it kind of reminds me of like those like older people like that believe like every like you know conspiracy theory and shit like that yeah yeah this is definitely queuing on before queuing on (laughs) jacking on yeah, this is definitely Jack. And that's <laughs> that's the other thing that's so weird about this. Like, like obviously this was before um, uh, Jack the Ripper. Mm-hmm. But that element of Jack, like, I guess that's their version. Like, American people would be like a Jane Doe or a John, John Doe or whatever. And like here, it's like everyone's a Jack. Yeah. Super weird to me. Like, British people are just weird, man. <laughs> they kind of... <laughs> kind of gross me out <laughs> shout out to our homie sham sam sharon <laughs> sam sharon's british oh shit yeah. sam sharon man keep doing what you're doing man for sure keep doing what you're doing i actually hit him up like when i was doing like my research on this uh topic and i was like because i would like look oh at- what did he say he's like oh a spring hill jack do not say his name thrice <laughs> <laughs> no, but he said like he is in the cards for him to illustrate because every time I would see like an illustration of like Spring Hill Jack, like it was always like some like super like over the top, like, you know, paperback, uh, a penny dreadful, which will come into play later on, like yeah. illustration, like very cheap and cheesy or it would like be super like way over the top. And I was just like, you know, who like would do a best like the best job of all time of like illustrating like Spring Hill Jack, Mr. Sam Sharon. So I hit him up and he's like, oh, yeah, it's in the cards to be uh, illustrated. Yeah, I can't wait, man. That sounds like it's going to be dope. Did you freeze or what's I going on freeze. here? Oh, okay, good. You just got really quiet. Woo, yeah. scared me. I was like, <laughs> hope he didn't freeze. But anyways, yeah, I mean, this brings us back to 1837. I mean, this is really the beginning of Spring Hill Jack is 1837, which is like, 
And I want to point out too, like before you like jump into like the first cases. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. You mentioned like the Hammersmith ghost. And then there was also another ghost during this time period called the Southampton ghost who would do a lot of similar things to Spring Hill Jack. And we'll get into like, you know, the MO of Spring Hill Jack. But like he would like do a lot of things like jumping over houses and, you know, uh, terrorizing people, if you will. Like not only were they just seeing these ghosts, but like these ghosts were actually fighting back and shit. Damn, that's uh, I didn't hear about that guy. Yeah, but um, that does sound fucking terrifying. It's some poltergeist shit. <laughs> See, like, okay, and like we'll get into. I mean, the name Spring Hill Jack will become pretty obvious of why he's being called Spring Hill Jack. But it is such a like, t- like I all I kept thinking was like back in the early time of like the DC comic books, like Batman used to have a a villain named like Pogo Stick Man. And like the the villains were like really shitty, like because people I think people's ma- imaginations were very limited to like, here's what I see, like this is the worst that could ever happen was like a dude on a pogo stick that can jump over buildings really high, and like, like you look at like Spring Hill Jack today would like not be well maybe it would be terrifying if I saw a dude jumping over, <laughs> over houses and shit it would be terrifying but. Um, it doesn't sound like the most terrifying thing, especially when we get into some some of the later cases where they start describing as like facial features and like that he wore like a big helmet. Like it's like, mm-hmm. dude, what the fuck? Like that's isn't that the character from like um, the alien character from the Flintstones that would visit Fred all the time? <laughs> like that's all I keep imagining. Yeah, or and- or Aaron Rodgers. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers wears a helmet that's three sizes too big for that guy. Oh man, poor Aaron Rodgers. Uh, shout out to Alejandra. Uh, but I don't know. Do you want to go ahead and go into like the first uh, recorded sighting of Spring Hill Jack? Yeah. So I guess the let me uh, go down here. Do, 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 do. Okay. Yeah. So the first like official time that he gets brought up, it's October of 1837. Um, Mary Stevens, uh, she was just walking to essentially work. She was a servant. Mm-hmm. So she's walking to work. I would assume this is like late at night. They don't actually say in my my research, they don't actually say what time it was, but I'm assuming this is late at night. The time Where was I, about, you know, 22 hours past the Lord's time frame. I don't know. like Yeah, something British like shit. that. Um, we're going to have to ask uh, Mr. Sherry himself what they say. Uh, but anyway, so he's, she's walking and all of a sudden this guy comes out of nowhere and she describes him as a devilish man with claw-like hands <laughs> and i let me see there were some very funny features that she mentioned here she said like his oh. hands were cold and clammy like a corpse yeah and he uh he leaped at her so already he has like this leaping ability to like jump out of nowhere i guess he's he like in a dark alley. yeah so he like long jump from a fucking alley and shit yeah so he like jumps at her and this is the part that like got me super skeptical right off the bat so he like tries kissing her and like starts ripping her clothes off, which is already like, dude, this is like some, this is definitely like a dude. Like, this is not like a fucking demon. Uh-huh. This is like fucking, yeah, fucking rapist. Uh, yeah. Like, who's the dude uh, uh, that hangs out with Joe Rogan all the time? That back. <laughs> Joey Diaz. It's this a is fit. Joe. This is Joey Diaz. Like, it's level, a mixture like, of Joey Diaz, Tigger, and Bill Cosby. Like, that's what I'll say right Tigger. here. Tigger. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. he jumps. Yeah. Yeah. This is Joey Diaz if Joey Diaz lost some weight. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> essentially, like, 
It's, so basically, drove me what I was doing. I was hanging out in London one time. One time, I was oh, I was eating this fucking steak, man. It got me tripping out, man. I was, I thought I could jump. All of a sudden, I had springs on my feet. I'm jumping through fucking walls, man. So I'm I see this scared. British bird right here, right? This British bird comes out of nowhere. I'm not saying she was ugly. I'm not saying she was attractive. But I just started just kissing her, and she wouldn't let me kiss her. So guess what I started doing? I just started clawing out her clothes and shit. All of a sudden, I started vomiting, vomiting, <laughs> vomiting blue flames at her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like. Anyway, so essentially, this this happens, right? And the girl starts screaming for help, and all these people start showing up and chasing Spring Hill Jack. So it's not like she made it up; like people actually saw Spring Hill Jack and started chasing him away. And he was apparently a lot faster than everyone. He was able to like leap away into like another dark alley and disappear. So there began like the the birth of this like demon like creature that's like attacking women in the dark. And I'll say this too, like when you hear like something like that, like obviously like we're making jokes about it or whatever, like, you know, rape art said on a, a, our cancel culture episode that rape jokes aren't funny, but you know, you know, essentially we're making fun of this situation, which, it, but it's a serious situation where you have like this dude that's jumping out of the alley, essentially trying to rape, you know, poor miss Mary Stevens and whatnot. And I'm sure it was like super tragic and you know terrifying like i'm you know if somebody tried to like if joey diaz tried to jump out of an alley and rape me like i'd be fucking terrified as well but like doing this podcast like every time you get like a first-hand account they're not always the most reliable source like yeah this is what happened to them but your adrenaline's pumping like you have all these emotions like flowing through you and you're gonna like add a little extraness to this as which becomes a theme like when we go into like all these cases that pop up so I guess like the next day, um, Spring Hill jo Joey Diaz strikes a day again. <laughs> <laughs> then Thin Joey strikes a again. No, but um, Spring Hill Jack uh, he strikes again. And the next day, there's a report that you know a man jumps in front of a carriage, uh, causing great harm and actually makes the man crash. You know his little horse and buggy crash, uh, severely injuring the coachman. And witnesses say that like the the man escaped. And jumped over a nine-foot wall, uh, cackling in a high-pitched voice. Um, basically, uh, like looks like the fucking the end of the Joker, like at the end of like the first Tim Burton Batman, just like that. Wah, ah, 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 ah. Or fucking what's the um, uh, the fucking uh, disturbed guy, whatever his name is, or whatever. Oh yeah. Wah, ah, ah. Basically, it, doing that, like as he like leaps away into the darkness over all these like nine-foot walls and shit. <laughs> Isn't that guy's name Dave? It, it is something very basic <laughs> like that. But, but I just like I just think it's funny now. Now that you bring it up, I'm like, imagine like Dave <laughs> doing that thing where he's like, Wah. Wah. and it's like, Dave, you need to stop doing that, man. Uh, it is Christmas Eve, and you need you need to calm down. <laughs> the funny thing about that song, <laughs> not to down get too with off the sickness, topic, down with the down sickness. With the sickness. That that song is like about him getting like molested by his mom or something like that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like if you ever listen to the unedited version, there's like this whole thing about like him like getting like beaten up or molested by his mom or something. Like it's so weird. Like it's such a rip off of what like Jonathan Davis is yeah, doing. Yeah, let's say that. Yeah. And like it's so cringy because at least when Jonathan Davis does it, it's like. Oh, dude, that dude like feels it. like you hear it in his voice. You hear the pain. 
when this guy does it, he's like, ow! Like, he does, like, little, like, Michael Jackson noises while he's, like, getting raped or something. Oh, like, wow. it's so cringy, man. It is it is the worst thing I could ever when imagine. When male rape becomes, like, the fat... Like, the, well, this is, like, the early 2000s, ladies and gentlemen. Like, when male rape becomes all the fad. Yeah, it was weird. That's when dudes are, like, wearing pink polos and all kinds of shit was going on, dude. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I... I tend to forget about these horrible fashion choices uh but anyways this is also where jackamania like you know runs wild as well the papers pick this up and you know you know the b- basic hysteria takes a, a a hand because um this all happens in october and then by january 9th the lord mayor of london um he had to call like a town meeting basically at you know the the, the mayor's mansion or whatever uh, sir john cowan um, he and he actually got a letter um, from a resident of Peckman, and I'm going to actually bring up this letter here. It was too much for me to write down, but it says he says it appears that some individuals of, as the writer believes, the highest ranks of life have laid a wager with a mischievous and foolhardy companion that the durst not take upon himself the task of visiting many of the villagers near London in three different disguises: a ghost, a bear, and a devil. And moreover, that he will not enter a gentleman's gardens for the purpose of alarming the inmates of the house. The wager has, however, been accepted, and the unmanly villain has succeeded in depriving seven ladies of their senses, two of whom are not likely to recover, but to become burdens to their families. At one house, the man rang the bell, and on the servant come Mind you, this is like 1800s fucking English and shit. So sorry, guys, if I fuck it up. At one in the house, the man rang the bell. And on the servant coming to open the door, this worse than brute stood in no less dreadful figure than a specter clad most perfectly. The consequence was that the poor girl immediately swooned and has never from that moment been in her senses. The affair has now been going on for some time and to... And strange to say, the papers are still silent on the subject. The writer has reason to believe that they have the whole history at their finger ends, but through interested motives are induced to remain silent. So basically what he's saying is like, you know, the mayor is getting all these letters, you know, of complaints, you know, in and around like the suburbs of London. They like all of these people are being pretty much like harassed. And for the most part during this time period, it's just like young women and not even like, you know, you know upper echelons women it's like all these like servant girls and you know you know poor women like in alleyways and shit like that so it's it's very much like the mo of spring hill jack is like to attack and harass like these young poor young women yeah and i know that you wanted to bring up penny dreadfuls and things like that and i know that eventually we'll talk about it because he does get his own penny dreadful but i do think that I think right now is a good time to bring up the fact that they were very popular. And if you don't know what a Penny Dreadful is, it's essentially a comic book mm-hmm. of like horrifying things like demons and things like that. And I think there's a show now on HBO called Penny Dreadful. Yeah. Uh, and um, which I've been meaning to check out because it sounds cool. But I do think that it's very much like when we covered Slender Man or something like that, like one of those creepy pastas. Like, I think that there is you know that thing where it crosses the line of like of someone's idea crosses the line into reality like those little girls that actually killed their friend when we did the um um episode on slenderman like that really happened like those little girls did kill their friend because they thought slenderman was real um but i mean slenderman was a work of fiction and i feel like this is almost like opposite like yeah i i in my opinion at this point 
I, I am led to believe that, and there's more cases that we'll discuss, but I think right now, like putting a pin in it, like people's imaginations are going wild with like, mm-hmm. with like these penny dreadfuls that are going on. And like, it's, it's causing like that level of hysteria. Like, Oh, could we possibly be living, living in this like world when in reality, it's just like, at this point, we really only have one case of him, like, like even existing, but mm-hmm. like there's validation from people that are like in power now that are like validating Spring Hill Jack as a real like Entity, menace now. Something yeah. that's happening or whatever. And I also want to point out too, like, you, you know, we always, you know, talk about this, like during the week, like we'll go down like these deep rabbit holes. London very much at this time uh, period was experiencing like this population boom. So you're starting to have like this like overcrowding effect. And usually like your like sleepy little village or your sleepy little street, uh, you know, you're getting like more human activity than you're you're used to. So like what might have been like a very quiet street at night, it's all of a sudden like you're getting activity like at two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. And you hear like these things, you know, these stories being printed in the papers, you know, about a man jumping in front of a coach, you know, causing severe harm or, you know, this girl, you know, experiencing like this like almost right by you know a, a thin joey diaz like character or whatever so your mind starts to like you know like visualize like oh shit like that shit's out there so every little sound every little you know uh you know nuisance you know in the neighborhood starts to become spring hill jack and the reason why i say this is because a lot of residents were at the lord mayor's uh, mansion for this you know town hall me- meeting and after he gets done reading this letter a member of the audience confirmed that you know you know, servant girls in uh, Kensington, Hammersmith, and Ealing um, had seen a devil. And then right after that, the Times published, you know, this meeting, and which, you know, sp- further spreads it like all over London. And um, a, on June, January 10th, uh, the Lord Mayor like shows all these other letters that he's uh, been seen. Um, and it's more complaints, um, you know, of just like attacks. And wicked pranks all over London, of like mostly like the suburban areas, um, uh, women, you know, being frightened, um, going into dangerous fits. And the only thing I could think of, like when they kept like uh, talking about like dangerous fits, like I'm thinking of like epileptic seizures and shit, because that's like very much a thing. Like you can scare someone yeah. so bad that like it causes like a seizure. Um, you know, people being severely wounded by his claws, because a lot of people are talking about like you know like within these letters that like hey like he's wearing like these weird masks that make him either look like a devil, make him look like a bear, or make him look like a ghost of some kind. But at the at the heart of it, like he has like these weird like metallic claws that he'll use to like, you know, remove the tear off the clothes. You know, one girl actually like, you know, has like scratches like all over her neck and like all over her body. Um, You know, they have all these like physical wounds and like none of this can be confirmed. But like there's actually like a couple of people who have died from fright. Yeah, I mean, dying from fright doesn't sound that far fetched. Like, I guess when you talk about someone that might have like some underlying health condition with like yeah. maybe like heart disease, like maybe like, you know, people have, some people are just have weak hearts, weak ticker. like, like angina. Like that's a real common thing. Like I used to work with a dude that had angina. Like, like it's just, it's just the thing that like, you know, you know, you, you never know when like scaring someone or like putting them in a fright can like really alter their like nervous system. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It, it, that part, I do believe, like, you know, somebody could be scared and, like, they're, like, fucked up for the rest of their lives, like, to the point where, like, essentially what PTSD is, like, 
like PTSD is like people recovering from situations that were like over the top frightening and over the top, like, like things like, you know, unless you live them, you, you can't really like speak on kind of thing, you know, Mm -hmm. just saying. And um, I know I was mentioning earlier, like how, like, you know, people like every bump in the night, like they were like, start to like attribute that to Spring Hill Jack. And about April of like the 1838, you know, around the same time period, a gardener in Sussex um, says that, you know, he saw something out in the distance, um, like a bear like creature. So mind you, like Spring Hill Jack, like he was taking like the form of like, you know, somebody in the bear skin or, you know, a devil, whatever. But he said he saw a bear like creature, you know, out you know, in the darkness, you know, in front of his uh, garden area, like everybody, nobody has a lawn. Everybody has a garden at this time period. Uh, but he actually uh, climbs over his wall and starts chasing him around his garden. And then, you know, it's like when somebody else from the household comes out with like a shotgun or like a pitchfork or whatever, the animal or, you know, entity that he says was Spring Hill Jack, like pretty much like effortlessly like jumps over the fence. So I went down that rabbit hole and, I don't know if you ever heard about like the phenomenon of like big cats, like in London. Yeah. 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 And so I looked that up and then I looked up, you know, exactly like where this guy was living at. There's like this whole like kind of cryptid thing that goes on in Sussex where like they're, they are seeing like black Panthers or, you know, cougars out in that area or whatever. They're not indigenous to that area, but like there's like several sightings and there's actually like a website out there that's called like big cat Sussex. So in my mind, what I was thinking, like you're looking at like, you know, you know, early 1800s, you know, medieval, like Victorian people or whatever. Right. They don't know like what the fuck, like a black Panther is like, all they know is like, you know, a common, you know, dog or a sheep or a goat or whatever. And then like, all of a sudden you see like this, like elusive, like black cat out there, like in your front yard. And that's what I'm thinking it was. And they're just kind of like lumping it in with like spring Hill Jack. Yeah, no, that's that's a very like big possibility. There's been footage of like people filming like those large cats over there, mm-hmm. and like there's still no answer of like why they're there, whether it be people like importing them in, but even like before people were importing them in, like they've been there. It, it's a possibility that there's like an early import, and now they've become like like natives to that land, and like they've adopted that land, but yet they're not overpopulating because they're very rare to see. They, some people even think that they're like ghost cats and things like that. Like, yeah, that they're related to like the, like the cats of hell or something like that, like a hell cat <laughs> or something like there's this whole thing about, I saw a long time ago, I saw like a documentary about them on like this TV show that was just having like weird things from around the world. And that was one of them. I didn't think that one was that weird, especially as a kid. I was like, Oh, it's just a big cat. Like somebody must've let a big cat out. But I guess it is kind of strange. Like that, you know, they are seen and they're being filmed and photographed. And like, there's yet no real answer of like what they're doing there. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about like, again, like the Victorian era where there's like this humongous, like, you know, wealth gap right there. Like you're either like super wealthy or super poor. So, like, yeah, I can totally see, like, someone, like, that's super wealthy, like, you know, importing, like, a big black cat, you know, and then, like, it escapes or whatever. Like, you know, we, when we did the Joe Exotic episode, like, somebody, like, had, like, in Ohio, like, all these, like, big, like, cats, like, lions, tigers or whatever, and they got out and they started, like, you know, killing everybody's, like, dogs and, you know, animals and shit out in the Ohio, you know, rural areas and shit. So, I can see that happening as well. And then, again, you know, jackamania is running wild so everything that is happening during this time period every unfortunate event is spring hill jack yeah no that's 
definitely true. Like the paranoia was high. Mm-hmm. And then the, and the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead with Smashing Pumpkins. That sounds hilarious. Uh, no, I mean the Smashing <laughs> Pumpkins weren't helping. <laughs> that's all I was gonna. Say. Billy Corrigan was being a selfish asshole. And fucking, yeah, it's like, yeah. can you guys stop playing every night? Like you guys are freaking everyone out. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need any more rats in the cages, right? Yeah. Um, but um, there was two other um famous cases, and I think these are like the two most famous cases here. Um, the yeah. cases of Jane Alsop and Lucy Scales. So, mm-hmm. uh, basically, uh, February nineteenth uh, of nineteen thirty-eight. Uh, you have a Jane Alsap, and this is a story. Like whenever you listen to like last podcast on the left, I don't know if Soap King's done this or not, but every other podcast that's ever done it, they usually like lead in with this story because it's like the most like uh, descriptive mo of Spring Hill Jack. So, uh, what happens on the night of February nineteenth, nineteen thirty eight, is Jane answers the door at her father's house to a man claiming to be a police officer. Uh, he says to her, oh, hey, I, you know, I'm a police officer. I really need a candle or, or a light from you because we have we caught Spring Hill Jack like right around your house. So we need to be able, you know, to identify him, you know, and do what we need to do. But we're out here in the darkness, you know, on these lonely London streets. Uh, do you mind fetching a candle for me? So uh, when she goes to the door, she just sees a man wearing a large cloak. And as the man, you know, reaches into the the house to grab the candle away from her you know he removes his cloak like very super dramatically every the way i always see it you know written down on all the websites and every video or whatever it's like super like 1930s like fucking you know dc villain comic book or whatever uh throws his cape on the ground and reveals himself to have like this very you know satanic looking mask on and then all of a sudden he just vomits this blue and white flame at her you know causing you know her to you know go temporarily blind and then all of a sudden, like all she can see is like his red ball, uh, red burning balls, red balls of fire within his eyes. <laughs> red burning balls. <laughs> That's all she can see. Wouldn't it be funny if like he like takes his cloak off and like it's just his balls are like really red? Yeah. That's like his thing that scares people. Is like he has glowing red balls. Pardon me, sir, but I have a <laughs> I have an STD. Would you mind fetching uh... a candle so I can burn it off? Dude, that would be terrifying. Um, you know, what's funny, like you say about this case, because it is definitely like the most like iconic case. And actually, somebody on YouTube made like a like a animated version of this, like this case and did a pretty good job at it. But I do think that this this case becomes famous because it's like at this point, Spring Hill Jack is clearly not your average ghost. Like this is either a person or this is like the fucking devil. Cause it's like, like he's asking for a candle. He has a plan at this point. The girl has to go get a candle, light the candle, bring it back out. And like the whole plan is to scare this girl. Like it's, it's, it doesn't even feel like it's a murder. Cause he could have just, she could open the door and he could have just cut her throat or something. Yeah. And then at the, you know, the, after like he fucking vomits his blue flame or whatever, like he does the same thing that he did, like in the first case that you mentioned that, you know, he starts, you know, clawing at her with his metal claws and kissing her and, you know, trying, you know, trying to get at her or whatever. She runs away. She gets to, you know, I guess back to up to like her steps within the house. He chases her in and, you know, and I guess like slashes like a, and not just slashes her throat like fucking you know like like the killer from scream or whatever but like just kind of like scratches her throat and her arms you know until her other sister comes you know running down the stairs and like he flees away and shit so it's not like 
he's got like an mo to murder somebody because i feel like if you got like fucking like these claw these metal claws on your hand and you got like this girl all by yourself like if you're gonna kill her like you would have easily have already done this by now yeah no definitely like he he's more toying with her than anything else like Correct. yeah that's the word yeah yeah and it's it's um a part of me wants to think that this is just trying to create the lore like some dude that's aware of, of the Spring Hill Jack lore and he wants to create something bigger. Um, and that's where my mind is because, you know, it's we don't really have any documentation of serial killers around this time period. But, you know, London gives us one of our most famous serial killers with with uh, Jack, Jack the Ripper later on. So it's not like people weren't killing people like shit like that was going on during this time period. So, you know, that, I know that's a little later down the road, but um for the most part like murders still happen so if this dude wanted to go and kill someone the elaborate like put a mask on we're assuming it's a mask and not like makeup or something because the description is like all over the place yeah um, is she the one that describes him to have a helmet on like a yeah. giant helmet okay yeah, had, like yeah. a helmet and like it was like the like she like every website you visit like says it's something different but like at the end the small of it the small and big of it is it's just like yeah it ended up being like a devil's mask basically a devil's mask or a devil's helmet or whatever yeah super weird description to in my opinion like the helmet idea is kind of weird like mm-hmm. like i get the mask like if somebody made like a wooden mask like i would understand that part of it but to go with the helmet, like that's fucking strange. Like you're just being extra at this point. Yeah. And at this point, is she she also sees him like leaping like around, isn't she? Like, yeah, that I is guess, one of I guess like when the other sister comes like to, to her aid or whatever, like I guess like he leaps out of like you know the house and like over like you know some garden walls or whatever. Again, I don't know why people don't have lawns in London, they only have gardens, but but like he like <laughs> leaps over like these like it's always like a nine foot or eight foot wall or whatever. Have you ever seen that? It's a really crappy show. I don't recommend anyone watching it, but there's a show called um, like tiny gardens or like mini gardens. And like, basically people like, because you're right. People in London don't have like yards. They just have like this, like little four by four squared and that's their garden. Mm-hmm. And so like people build like miniature, like little trees and like little cities in their, in their gardens. It's a fucking weird show, and I watched like eight episodes of it one time, and I was like, "This is weird." <laughs> the shit you watched on Netflix on a pandemic. Yeah, I was bored as fuck. It was like <laughs> I was like four in the morning. I was really, I couldn't sleep that night, so I ended up watching Tiny Gardens or Mini Gardens or whatever it's called. Indeed, hey South South Africa, you're not off the hook. You guys do weird <laughs> shit too. <laughs> Looking at you, Nicole. Anyways, February twenty eighth, nineteen thirty eight. You know, so basically a couple days after, you know, poor miss Alsop have had this happen to her actually a day after my birthday um as a matter of fact you know last episode we covered selena her her last concert happened the day before my birthday on the 26th now on the 28th the day after my birthday you get poor 18 year old lucy scales um and her sister are walking home after visiting their brother who was a butcher i don't know why that's important or not but every story i was reading on this had had very much it was an important fact that you know their brother was a butcher um but anyways as they you know passed an alleyway called green dragon alley uh they saw a person in a large dark cloak 
you know, dressed very gentlemanly. You know, I'm picturing, you know, a top hat, you know, and some nice, you know, Stacy Adams shoes, if you will. Um, probably a pocket watch, a gold pocket watch. I don't know. Um, you know, and, you know, as they, you know, kept walking closer and closer and closer to this individual, um, he, you know, started walking towards them, you know, in a very aggressive manner. And as they got close enough to him, you know, to where, you know, they can see his eyes, you know, Miss Lucy says, like, all she saw was, you know, these, not these red balls, but she saw these red, you know, flaming, you know, eyes, you know, balls of fire within his eyes. And then all of a sudden, he just spews this large blue and white flame in her face, again, just like, you know, Miss Alsop, causing her to be temporarily blinded. She immediately drops to the ground and starts being seized by violent fits. Again, that story, you know, with the, you know, the Lord Mayor, you know, these women, you know, having like these seizures and whatnot, you know, she starts to have like this epileptic fit that lasted for hours. And um, the other sister said, like when she was describing, you know, this individual to the police stated that, you know, he was carrying a small lamp or a bullseye lantern uh, that a policeman would carry or somebody, you know, from the military would carry during this time period. Yeah, I mean. To me, that's the part that is a little bit scary, <laughs> mm-hmm. is the fact that they both uh, identify him as blowing blue flames. I mean, it's strange because the blue flames part is probably meaning that he has ability to burn gas. Like gas, when you burn it, it's blue. Um, so that's what makes me think that he had some kind of flamethrower built into that mask or something like that or into his helmet or something. Like it all just think like steampunkish, like that old school steampunk vibe. Yeah. Um, and it's just like it's weird, but it's doable. Like it's it's very much doable to have something like that going on. But like, you know, like we said at the beginning of this episode, like you're dealing with like a lot of these people that aren't familiar with that. Like this is a time before like, you know, the radio or, you know, television or the Internet or anything like that. So they've never seen like, you know, like a like a fire breather that you would see like in Las, like a Las Vegas show or like I'm trying to think of something like like Walt Disney presents, you know, uh, you know, the wide world of, you know, whatever, you know, like oh, fire Asia. breathing. Yeah, which I could totally see like in the 1970s or whatever. But I kind of went down that rabbit hole as well. I was like, well, when you see people like doing like that fire breathing shit, like it's always like, you know, it's the orange flames, if you will. Like what would cause, you know, a flame to be blue? And I guess like it has to burn all the carbon within it to become that blue, um, that blue color, that blue um, tint. And I guess like, like you were saying earlier with, an apparatus such as like a, a flamethrower or, you know, a propane, you know, get like fucking Hank Hill. Like we were mentioning King of the Hill earlier in our Patreon episode, you know, propane and propane accessories. You can have mm-hmm. some kind of apparatus like that and you can actually burn gases and acid. I believe like uh, copper chloride. If you have that, like within like your chemical compound and you, you know, spit, you know, that into like a blue or into a flame, such as a lantern during this time period, you can produce a blue flame and you can go on YouTube and you can watch people actually do that. And it's creepy as shit because it looks like that dragon on Game of Thrones. Like when he fucking starts burning down the fucking ice wall. Yeah. Just like that and shit. Hmm, I didn't know that. That is pretty interesting. I mean, and I'm sure people were already like, like the whole like medieval alchemist and like people like, creating all these things that looked like magic mm-hmm. like blue flame i'm sure was like one of their like <gasps> things yeah. that they would tr- freak people out when they could create blue flames so oh yeah i totally agree with that 
Because I mean, I remember like in chemistry class, we were doing that too. Like when we were trying to like get it like in the Bunsen burner and shit, like how to turn it from orange to red to blue. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, chemistry class was fun at Highland High School. <laughs> I we remember used- at East High, we had a chemistry teacher, the same chemistry teacher who was trying to do like one of those experiments. And it was like on the very first day of school. So our very first day of high school, freshman year, he freaking blows up like the fucking chemistry class. And like, there was like all these kids with like shrapnel, like glass, like stuck in their cheeks and shit. Oh, damn. Yeah. It was a big fucking, I think like he was like, he wasn't a teacher for like two years. Cause like, I, I don't think he came back until like our <laughs> junior year of high school and shit. So it was, it was pretty creepy. A lot of parents were pissed off. Like he got his job back. Dude, I remember like my senior year or like junior year, like my science class in there. Like, dude, there were like kids. Like, our teacher was like this old man, and like he was good, but like he was very like not with it. Like, kids would go in the back and like smoke weed, and like there were like kids like making out in the back and stuff like that. And I'm like, this guy has no idea because we had like our like lecture like area and then we had like the science area. So like yeah. kids would go into like the science area and he and he would get like turn the lights off and do his like presentation. And, like kids would sneak off into like the thing and like light a joint with like a Bunsen burner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like East Side as well. I think someone got pregnant like in the back room as well. Oh, damn. The experiment room. They were making some chemistry happen. But speaking of chemistry, March 2nd, 1938, the Times reported, you know, that Miss Alsop um, in an article called The Late the late Outrage at the Old Ford, um, they actually found, you know, that a Thomas Milbank had actually immediately admitted that he was Spring Hill Jack, which was kind of like kind of suspect to me. Like, how are you going to like admit you're going to do all this extra shit, like fucking have like a flame throwing fucking, you know, bull's helmet or Satan helmet or whatever. And then just straight up like admit that like you're Spring Hill Jack. Uh, but anyways, yeah. he gets arrested immediately and tried and it goes all the way, you know, up to the, you know, the, the swiftest of, you know, uh, being prosecuted or whatever. And they actually found that, you know, he actually owned that exact great coat and or overcoat, if you will, and actually found, you know, like his hand imprint matched the hand imprint that was on the candle that he dropped both of outside of the steps in his all steps estate. And um, the reason why he wasn't convicted though, is because Miss Alsop was like very staunch on saying that like, no, this man could breathe flames not just blue flames, but like he can just, he can fire breathe, like just straight up. And then when the judge asked him like, Hey, is this something that you can do? Like, are you able to breathe fire? Can you breathe fire within this courtroom? Like uh, Mr. Milbank said, no, that's just something I cannot do. He's like the whole case gets, it gets fucking like dismissed. So you have all this fucking evidence against him. And the lady like fucking says like, no, it can't be him because this man was able to breathe flame. And this guy gets off from what he was doing. You know, because he says, like, nah, nah, actually, like, yeah, all that other stuff is true, but nah, I can't breathe blue flame. So the judge ends up dismissing the whole case. That sucks. Yeah. That's like the OJ Simpson trial. <laughs> yeah. If the glove don't fit, you must have quit. Yeah. If you can't breathe fire, you must Retire. be a liar. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> But anyways, after this time frame, you know, Spring Hill Jack, like we were mentioning, like with the Penny Dreffels or whatever, he pretty much becomes like a pop icon um, and he becomes the subject of many Penny Dreadfuls, um, uh, the subject of many plays. 
Um, he becomes a subject of many of like those, you know, those like puppet shows, like where people are like, or, like they have like those like pop up street puppet shows where like they have like yeah. puppets and stuff, and they they beat the shit out of each other. And, like he was the subject of many of those. Um, his name was actually interchangeable with Satan himself. So like there was like plays, like religious plays and whatnot going on in the area where like they actually had like the devil like as a character within those plays. Like they actually like replaced his name as spring hill jack so spring hill jack actually became synonymous with the name the devil or satan or whatever and then like anytime they would have a character play spring hill jack like within these plays or within these penny dreadfuls they would all like i thought it was super racist they always portrayed him as some sort of hispanic oh damn yeah i didn't yeah. know that yeah. yeah i guess he does have kind of a spaniard vibe <laughs> yeah, well what's joey diaz Joey Diaz is like there you go. Yeah, we did it like unbeknownst to him. Like he's Cuban as shit. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. I'm pretty sure it was Joey Diaz. Yeah. We need to find out where he was in time. Yeah, there's all these people trying to do puppet shows, but I said, if you want to get if hey, if you want Joe Rogan, if you want to make it to the top of these fucking puppet shows on the streets and whatever, all you gotta do is <laughs> suck my dick. And then you'll be able to fucking do these fucking puppet shows. And by the big by the boom, you'll be tip top magoo. Yeah, uh, Joe, you ever heard about Joe? Let me talk to you. Have you ever heard of a goddamn fucking penny dreadful? I mean, I swear to God. <laughs> That's my Joey Diaz impression where he gets really quiet, like he's whispering some like wisdom into your ear, but he's not saying anything. He's just he's just kind of saying his what's it called when you're about to die? <laughs> like his he's just words? yeah, he's just giving you his last words in case he were to die at that point. Oh, okay. His last <laughs> right or whatever I guess it is. Yeah. All right. So, um, <laughs> uh, Spring Hill Jack kind of falls, you know, silent for a few years until like 1843, um, where they start to see like this wave of sightings from like all over uh, London. So you get it from everywhere from like Northamptonshire to East Anglia. So like it starts to spread out a little bit. So like you got like this like very centralized you know story of spring hill jack like within like the bigger city and then you start to see it like expand it's like if something like happened like in los angeles and then all of a sudden like you start to see it going into like the the surrounding areas like bakersfield and like san diego then like later on in las vegas so it gets quiet like in los angeles proper but then it just starts spraining all over so um again like you start to see like you know people saying like they are seeing like all these people like dressed or a man dressed up in the devil uh, himself, you know, jumping from rooftop to rooftop, uh, blowing, seemingly blowing flames out of his um, his mouth, um, attacking mail carriages or drivers on common roads in, in their horse and buggies and whatnot. And then in nineteen or in eighteen forty seven in Tegan Mouth, Devon, um, there was an arrest of a Captain Finch on two charges of assault on women um, when they found him running down an alleyway uh, dressed in a. I want to say it was like a cow skin coat um, that looked like the bullocks or whatever, I guess those are. Um, and he had like a horn, like a horn mask on his face. And they were trying to say like this, this man, this Captain Finch was the Spring Hill Jack. And like they, you know, the town of, or the country of, or not the country or whatever the, the place of Devon is, whatever Devon is like in London, uh, whatever township that is, uh, they, they declared like very, you know, very much righteously saying that, you know, they had found the Spring Hill Jack, but the 
the um, the stories kept coming out like around like the 1840s of like all these individuals you know attacking male carriages and you know women in alleyways and whatnot and bear masks and devil masks and shit and i will say this that is a uh, kind of a terrifying time to live in yeah like it it just seems like there's so much unknown like people were dressing up like it's not like now like i mean there's uncertainty now but like at least we have the internet to keep us safe <laughs> at least we have podcasts to keep we us have going youtube videos and shit yeah at least we have q on to help us oh. like they didn't even have q on <sighs> but anyways again after like the the 1840s you know it starts to get silent on spring hill jack once more and until august of 1877 and this is what i think like you know like the mythos of it starts to like carry over um this there are these soldiers in aldershot's barracks so like you have all these soldiers that you know are you know taking you know residency up in this place and they, the sentry he's like on you know lookout for the night uh, he sees a figure way out in the darkness and he starts to you know yell at it like hey you know stop where you are or identify yourself and it just keeps moving forward you know without you know saying anything it just swiftly just keeps moving forward um, until like the figure gets close enough and this is like where it gets kind of a little silly gets close enough to like pretty much just like slap him like foghorn leghorn like like sir i say sir i challenge you to a duel and like slaps him a couple of times in the face you know the other guards on duty you know they shoot at him and the guards say that they they're shooting him and is doing nothing to him um, but what a lot of people are saying is, is like they probably were just like really bad shots and were able he was able to evade the bullets because they were like stormtroopers, like they were like sh- shooting and it was missing like terribly and whatnot. Uh, yeah. I guess like they said, like it kept happening. Uh, I guess like they moved barracks into Colchester um, in 1878. And like everybody like would like report that, you know, like there was a, there were, you would see like this, this, this phantom out in the distance that would run towards you and just slap the shit out of your face and evade being shot. And it got so crazy that um, I guess like the the army or military at this time said like, hey, we're going to fucking we're going to give you like all the best guns, all the best ammo. And as soon as you see anything out, you know, in the wilderness or whatever coming towards you, you have permission to shoot on sight. And um, right when they made like that command, like all of those reports of like those incidents stopped like immediately. And what they kind of think that happened here was that they just think it was like a fellow officer, Lieutenant Alfrey. Um, was like known for being like a prankster or whatever uh, they think that like he was doing it kind of like as like a joke kind of playing up like the the spring hill jack mythos if you will yeah i see that i mean that is the fear of a mortal man is like as soon as they start giving people like higher levels of ammo and all that stuff like to shoot on site order like of course they're gonna stop because now it's like they're gonna shoot on site so that shit just got scary for like yeah. lieutenant dan (laughs) (laughs) yeah and that's that's what i think too like i know a lot of people like in the military like that's a big thing like here you got like all these dudes just hanging out like basically you're camping you know like wherever you're being barracks out at and like you just hear like all these stories of just like yeah we were playing pranks on each other and that's what i kind of think it was it was just like them playing pranks on each other and kind of like pulling each other's strings like you mentioned like with the whole clown uh, sightings that they that we were having a couple of years ago like it just becomes like this like mythos like where people are just continuing on the legend try to get a ruse out of people yeah no definitely like i keep going back to that uh that slender man thing like like slender man 
started off as like this this internet thing and it very quickly became a real life thing and there's now there's costumes and people dressing up like slender man there's like videos of people pranking people on like like on youtube like sneaking up on people wearing still stressed as slender man and it's a it, it, you know just born of someone's imagination i feel like that's where we are with this with with this you know mm-hmm. eventually he does become a real life penny dreadful like there's a there's an actual penny dreadful that comes out in regards to spring hill jack and um like you were saying like people were substituting the devil's name with spring hill jack's name and like it it i feel like the more the more like you do stuff like that like you the more you give it power and i don't mean like like evil satanic power i just mean like it's just kind of one of those things that like if you're afraid of going to go take a test like the more like you're going to get in your own head as opposed to like being calm and cool like if you're a if you're a guard in the middle of the night and people are telling you that they see a ghost that can come up and slap you like you're probably going to be scared of a ghost that can come up and slap you as opposed to like coming in like without any of like those like preconceived notions and like just and being can, cool and i can see that's like why they were like missing their shots too because i was thinking like like how the fuck like these are soldiers or whatever like how are they missing yeah. like even if this was like lieutenant alfrey or whatever just like fucking around or whatever like trying to have a prank like if someone's shooting a gun at you or whatever like how how are you gonna miss like that but i guess like yeah if you if you are already on edge like like you said like about taking a test like you're 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 already getting inside your own head and fucking that up like you see it all the time in sports like whether it be like a pitcher or like a field goal kicker or you know a soccer player even missing like a wide open like you know shot at the goal and shit so i could see that happening too as well like especially during that time period where you had to like reload your musket with like the little bar (laughs) and and, like put some like gunpowder at the bottom where it takes you like 20 minutes just to shoot your next shot and it's like yeah of course that motherfucker's gone it's dark like he only has to go like 10 yards before you can't see him now yeah and then i think too like (laughs) i i I think too like um with all of this said like with you know these soldiers and shit like that like a part of you has to believe like you're being pranked because if this was actually an actual enemy you know at this time period like aren't they gonna do something more than just like slap you in the face like aren't they gonna like want to shoot you and even if it was a ghost like i i don't think that like their mo is gonna be like to slap you and then just like to cackle away and jump over like a fucking you know eight foot or nine foot roof or whatever or wall yeah no definitely like it doesn't make any sense at all like it to me that's one of those that's like either gonna be completely 100 percent made up or like that is the devil and the devil is just a jokester yeah and like and like the devil sounds like a chill ass dude to hang out with and have a beer with it just sounds like a pervert <laughs> yeah oh yeah i mean the other one is joey diaz but this is this now this devil i like yeah <laughs> <laughs> have a blue moon with this motherfucker yeah i was like this motherfucker is out here just slapping soldiers i can get with that that sounds cool it's not what's that movie i, th- I think it's like uh next friday or whatever where like he puts like the baby powder like in his hand and he, like slaps motherfuckers and shit <laughs> next friday i've actually never seen next friday no i've only doesn't... seen the i've only seen the original friday okay don't because everything after the original friday is very disappointing but Speaking of disappointing, uh, there's only one more recorded instance of Spring Hill Jack. Um, he was spotted in Lincolnshire around this same time frame, around 1877, uh, where a 
very large mob actually saw him, you know, like springing from, you know, rooftop to rooftop, you know, you know, vomiting out his blue flame and, you know, his big old red balls just burning and shit, great balls of fire. Uh, And they actually chased him and were able to corner him, you know, a lot like, you know, American werewolf in London. And um, they were getting ready to like, you know, like, you know, shoot him with their muskets or, you know, hit him with their fucking rocks or whatever and stone him to death and shit. Uh, But Spring Hill Jack, you know, cleverly just leaps about and just vanishes into thin air. And this is like your last recorded actual instance of seeing, you know, Spring Hill Jack in the London area. I wonder, okay, so that one is very strange to me. Just because I don't know the number of people that reported actually being there for that, but it does sound like that one would be a little hard to fake. Yeah. Like disappeared into thin air is a little hard to fake. And that's really like, but at the same time, like there's such like, like, um, like newspapers are willing to buy stories at this point. So I think if you show up with a story of like me and my 20 lads here, we just saw Spring Hill Jack and we cornered him and he disappeared into thin air. Like all of a sudden, like the newspaper, of course, is going to want your story. And I feel like that's where we are with that one. Like that one just seems so like fan, fan is fantastical a word. I don't know. <laughs> it just so, seems that's that's so, where they came into my head. Like when you're about to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's what comes into my mind where it's like, this just seems wild. Like, if that one's true, then yeah, the Spring Hill Jack was a devil this whole time. Yeah. But I feel like these were just like 20 like good old boys or 20 like drunk lads with like Conor McGregor's dad, Conor <laughs> McGregor's grandparents, like just having like a pint and going, you know what? Let's make up a fucking story about Spring Hill Jack and like sell it to the newspapers for 20 courts or whatever their currency is. <laughs> courts. <laughs> courts. It's like fucking milk and shit. <laughs> Twenty quarts of milk of the freshest, <laughs> the freshest blue heifers from the teats of only the freshest fucking cows or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Spring Hill Jack kind of like lives in infamy as like this boogeyman character, uh, kind of like how we like we did the episode like on La Llorona, uh, El Cucuy, and all these things. And he kind of just becomes like a children's uh fable where you know, if you don't go to bed at night, like Spring Hill Jack's gonna peek into your window and carry you off into the darkness. Um, you do, like we mentioned, like a thousand times, you know, becomes this very powerful character in these penny dreadfuls. Uh, where he's very much like this, this, this villain character where, you know, he's just, you know, attacking, you know, carriages and, you know, Joey Diaz raping fucking women and shit. And then <laughs> somehow, some way, like during like World War II, he actually becomes like a superhero. And you actually see like Spring Hill Jack, like actually like becoming like this, like vigilante character. And a lot of people think like he was some somewhat like an inspiration for Batman. And yeah, you see this because like a lot of reports had Spring Hill Jack being like this very gentlemanly, you know, rich character, which is Bruce Wayne. Um, you see him, you know, you know, going out for vigilante justice, which is Batman. And like you kind of get like this backstory of like he was wronged, you know, as a young child. And like his whole life's mission is to, you know, avenge, you know, all wrongdoers for whatever wrong happened to him as a child, which is pretty much a proto Batman character. Uh, so much so that he ends up fighting the Nazis, you know, in these early like penny dreadfuls that actually, you know, predate 
a lot of like you know dc comic books which becomes like um the batman comic series i believe was like detective comics like at first yeah yeah i mean batman itself was based on some movie about like some dude that's dressing up as a bat and it's more of a horror film Mm -hmm. but that movie was pretty much like a dude dressed up like a bat demon and it's basically um basically spring hill jack like they don't i don't think they have the rights to call it spring hill jack but it was basically like spring hill jack like stalking people and that eventually turns into the batman and like batman becomes you know at that point spring hill jack was becoming that like dude you know i brought up mothman like mothman is kind of viewed that way of like Mm-hmm. Mothman shows up places to like help people find out that something bad's about to happen. Like, like an I mean, omen. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of how Spring Hill Jack was for a while. Like Spring Hill Jack wasn't raping women. Like <laughs> he was helping them become successful comedians. <laughs> <laughs> spots at the belly room. Yeah. <laughs> and now he haunts the comedy store. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but <laughs> Yeah, but a lot of people like, you know, like with their theories, and I guess we can start getting into the theory portion of it or whatever. You know, we mentioned, you know, a lot of people thought, you know, something paranormal, like a poltergeist or a ghost. Uh, like we mentioned, at the, you know, start of the episode where, you know, the occult was very much a thing at this time. They think, you know, that, you know, some people thought that, you know, he was summoned, you know, from, you know, an occult practice. And it was like an actual demon or a devil, you know, being set free, you know, on, you know, London at this time. Um but a lot of people like in myself included and yourself included, like we in the mayor, even of London at this time, think like, Oh, it was an actual man. And I know I mentioned a couple of names like captain Finch. And then we had, you know, Thomas Bilbake, but what they really think it, what it was, was, you know, it was a merry gang of pranksters and that the man, the main man that was behind this was a, a Henry de la poor Beres Ford, the Marquis of Waterford, who was like basically an, Irish nobleman uh, who was very much known as like a prankster who had bad interactions with women um, and law enforcement. Um, And like, he had like a reputation for just kind of being like this, like we were talking like, you know, a pre Batman with like, uh, you know, Spring Hill Jack. He was kind of like a pre like Jersey shore Guido, if you will, or a pre, like you mentioned Conor McGregor, like he was very much like a drunken rap scallion, like where he would just like go around you know, getting drunk and like causing chaos and whatnot. And like, he was very much a better, like he, he kind of reminds me of like Michael Jordan, like in the last stands, like he was like willing to take on any bet or whatever. And it kind of like fits like, um, you know, Spring Hills, Jack MO. And this guy is actually the guy where you get the, um, the saying like paint the town red, uh, because he was actually like a famous story with him is like him and his mates, uh, they all got super drunk one night and they went to this one town, you know, they pretty much broke into this village that was like being guarded, like a humongous gated community. Um, and, you know, they they roughed up, you know, the guard that was guarding the gate to the town um, and they saw like, you know, a bunch of like red paint, like like as they walked into the town and what they ended up doing is, is they took like all this red paint and whatever and started like painting like all the, uh, you know, the the pub like signs and they went up to like the library and like painted like the 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 lion that was like a sculpture that was out in front of the library they painted that red they painted like all these things red and so that's where you get the the saying like oh we're gonna have like a we're gonna go out and you know have a joyous time and paint the town red it it was very much 
from this guy's uh, story. And this is what they think too, like with um, the Marquis of Waterford, is that all of his like pranks and whatnot, they all kind of came to a stop like in 1842 uh, because this is when he gets married and is like starts a family and like settles down. He kind of like settles down into obscurity, which is also too, like I said, like around 1843, uh, Spring Hill Jack kind of like goes like into obscurity, goes into this like silent period. And it all kind of like, like lines up with that because like within like the Marquis of Waterford, like he has like all these pals that are kind of like the same. Like I mentioned like the Jersey shore, like it's like, they're all these, these like fucking like uh sorority boys or whatever, or um, is that what they a sorority or uh fraternity? Yeah. They're like frat boys. They're like, go out and just like, you know, cause like all sorts of chaos. And like, he actually like was arrested for one point for like springing in front of like a, a cart and causing a lot of damage. So like you get like a lot of like consistencies with the Marcus of Waterford being maybe like a Springfield Jack or in the group of many gentlemen who were a Spring Hill Jacks. Yeah. I mean, I definitely believe in that as well. Like I could see that happening. That's one of those things with like the Zodiac killer. Like I believe that there is like this group of killings that were the Zodiac killer, but then as time evolved, like there were copycat killers. Yes. And, and I think that that made the original Zodiac killer become so much more difficult to capture because you know oh it didn't match up with this dna because that dna like you know is different and like um because now you have multiple people that are doing it and i feel like that's what made spring hill jack so difficult to capture and so difficult to pinpoint like whenever you might have had one dude that was the spring hill jack for these like eight years or whatever Mm -hmm. or like you know these three cases were definitely spring hill jack the other ones were just copycats and like, I want to go around scaring people or like, you know, we talked about those like 20 dudes that were trying to catch them. or maybe we're just trying to create um, some buzz for themselves. Like, Oh, we encountered Spring Hill Jack. Um, I don't know. I, I think that that's probably closer to the truth than, than anything else. In, in my opinion, like, yeah. you know, probably one dude and then a bunch of copycats or what have you. Yeah. And then a lot of people either think like it could have been like an alien, you know, drop down here to earth, you know, to cause chaos. Some people think it's like, you know, like the Jersey devil where it's like some sort of cryptid, you know, we mentioned like the big cats of Sussex, uh, if you will, but you know, maybe, you know, because a lot of like the, the descriptions of them, it, kind of, it very much looks like, you know, just like some dude, you know, like they describe him like in generally attire. Like, I don't know, like, I don't, I'm, I don't see like the fucking Jersey devil, like dressing up like in a top hat and cape. Like, I just don't see that happening. Um, but there's also like reports of like Spring Hill Jacks, like in other countries, I guess there's a, a, a an entity called Parak, um, the Springman of the Czech Republic, who has pretty much the exact same MO of like leaping all over the place, you know, uh, being able to jump, you know, from the ground onto a rooftop, has the same, you know, Joey Diaz habits of like ripping the clothes off of women, you know, doing all those <laughs> like crazy things, jumping in front of like cars or, you know, carts, causing great damage to the drivers and whatnot. And it might just be that, you know, hey, it's just the story, you know, continuing on. Or maybe the cryptid just moved on to a different country. It's possible. I think that it it's probably again that one dude. Yeah. <laughs> but have you seen the uh, trailer for the new Loki television show that's coming out? Yeah. 
So, like, I guess he's gonna they're gonna be plugging him into like unexplained scenarios throughout history. Like, he's gonna be doing like the Dan Cooper or DB Cooper, um, like uh, plane heist or whatever, where he's gonna like jump off the plane and like disappear, and then was gonna catch him. It'd be really cool if they had him like be um, Spring Hill Jack. That would yeah, be cool. like like that would be a really nice like touch of like him just wanting to cause mischief and. That'd be a cool episode right there. Yeah. Done. Episode written. There you go. Thank you, Marvel. Pay me, pay you're, me, Disney. You're welcome, or Marvel, Marvel and Disney. Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Art. So with that said, do you have anything else you want to add to this episode? Uh no. Just tell your mom and your boo-boo too. Um shout out to uh to Ross. I re uh posted his Facebook posting oh, about the Selena thing. I just thought that was such a funny post like if, if you guys haven't seen it it's it's a really funny post where he basically does not enjoy the new selena documentary or not not even documentary the it's netflix like a, series yeah it's like a fucking novella like it's a poorly written novella um, <laughs> um but yeah he didn't like it and he made a funny comment about it have that's my shout out yeah he's a funny dude yeah, so speaking of shout-outs, make sure you check out other great podcasts because we are a part of the Podbelly Network. That is our official podcast network they were a part of. Uh, make sure you check out other great podcasts such as Robots for Eyes. I feel like they get like a lot of shout-outs on Selfie King, so um, here's our shout-out for them. Uh, make sure you check out Mindframe Podcast, which is Dave Moulton's uh, podcast from Selfie King. Uh, make sure you check out this is great uh another great and powerful uh sofa king podcast our sisters from the we're not sure yet podcast as well as our homeboy eddie from the rrbg podcast i i believe like next week he's got like david gilmore from pink floyd on or some shit like that i don't know somebody huge is going to come on that podcast uh but anyways guys make sure you check us out on all of the things on all of the social medias at art and jacob do america except for twitter we are at art and jacob do a one check out our patreon you know go there you know donate a dollar donate five dollars donate six dollars hell donate $35 like Alejandra uh, who also shout out to her uh, hooked it up with her world famous fucking Christmas cookies uh, maybe gained like 17 pounds this past week um, um, but go there uh, you'll get an extra you know our Jacob do America Patreon only episode every week where we discuss pretty much our just personal lives or just things that we don't discuss like on the podcast it's a little bit more laid back a little bit more jovial uh, sometimes we get a little bit more serious but it's more of a freeform format so uh check that out um i did mail out some some uh some christmas cards so I expect those out all you patreons uh make sure you get all of our merch at rt public at our do america but other than that guys Make sure you check out our sponsors. Make sure Caveman Coffee and El Yucateco Hot Sauce enter promo code AMERICA at Caveman Coffee and Do America at LUCateco.com. But other than that, I hear my baby crying in the background and I'm hungry as fuck, guys. So with all that said, Art, you got anything else, sir? No, uh, stay in school. <laughs> all right, everybody. Have a good night. <laughs>